I was making it up as I was going along and I was failing miserably at it. And it was massively disappointing for you. I can still remember that look on your face. I can remember the tension in the house. I can remember the frustration. I actually still have some very significant embarrassment. Definitely embarrassed that I was that husband. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how things can get better even if your marriage is off to a rocky start. There it is. Very nice. Very nice, my love. Thank you. Actually, do it again, please. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You've got that raspy, husky, I do. kind of sexy voice going. Yeah, baby, I don't. Baby, baby, baby. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. All right, can we do our podcast now? Sure. What a. So, what do you want to talk about today, husband? I thought about this topic last night, and as I was reviewing it in my head. Dread came over me. Oh no! I am not so sure. I want to share this story. And and as you say that, I fill up with fear of oh no, I'm in trouble. I what did I do. do wrong? I know you do. This one's not about you. This one's about oh, me. Phew. This one's about me. And it's probably one of the most shameful um, uh, pieces of our story. That I I don't, in fact, I can't remember any time I've actually told this story. But I think it's going to be important to tell because it communicates just how how far we've come, how how much work we've done, and and I want to be able to give hope to people so that when they feel like their marriage is off to a bad start, right, it doesn't mean that it will end in a bad way. You can actually sure. learn and get better. So here's the question for you. Do you, Wait, you said you were going to tell a story, but you're asking me a I question. I'm asking you a question. Okay. Do you remember the gift I got you for our first anniversary? <laughs> yes. I'm I'm really surprised that you feel such shame about that. I do. What was it? What uh, was the What was the gift I got you for our very first wedding anniversary? A big box of crayons and a coloring book. A big box of crayons, the 64 box of crayons. Yes. With the sharpener in the back. Yep. And a coloring book. Yep. And what did you think of that gift 25 years ago on our first anniversary when I gave you that gift? What did you think? Do you remember your response? I, I actually really don't. I truly don't. And that's, and that's probably why I wonder why you feel so much shame about it. Yeah, because I remember your response like it was uh, just 20 minutes ago. And your response was completely and totally appropriate for the situation. You were devastated. You were massively, massively disappointed. We were in our little house on Mount Tabor. Remember? Okay. And... And it's our first wedding anniversary. That is a huge milestone in any marriage, in any relationship. Your one-year anniversary. It is supposed to be 
um, uh, marked with occasion, with, with celebration, with um, something that communicates how much you love your bride after one year of marriage. We're still supposed to be in that honeymoon period. And when I showed up with a box of crayons, and a coloring book because you liked coloring books. And again, I, it was something that you liked. So you you knew what I liked. Correct. But it is not appropriate for a first anniversary, anniversary gift. gift. It is not appropriate. And your disappointment was written all over your face. There were tears. There was frustration. It was not a good first anniversary day. That day in April was not a good huh. day for us. I, I really, I, I, I remember, I, I vaguely remember. Let me just say this: I vaguely remember, um, disappointment. Yeah. Do you remember the card I got you? I, I don't. I do remember this. I don't even remember that. Because this is in the days before I knew how important this was for you. Uh, I went into our computer and I printed up. Oh, you did. I, I made up something, you know, 20 minutes before I gave it to you on old school Microsoft publisher or whatever. Dot matrix yeah. printer. Yeah. And printed it and then handed this piece of paper, this piece of computer paper to you with some sort of message on it. And that. That probably was the bigger disappointment even. Yeah. Um, I I didn't remember that you actually gave that to me for our first anniversary, but I do remember you giving that to me. Yeah. And that was a huge, huge disappointment. We've had lots of conversations yeah. over the years about... Yeah. How that, important store-bought how, cards are for you. And it's not because they're store-bought. Nope. It's the thought and time and yep. effort that went into finding just the right card and, for me. And that is the point of today's podcast because I was never taught how important that was to you or to other people. Right. I didn't come from a family that had large celebrations. Um, occasion isn't important. Um, in fact, it was downplayed. Um, and I didn't actually know how to celebrate. It was right. a skill set that was never taught to me. And I was winging it. I was <laughs> I was making it up as I was going along and I was failing miserably at it. And it was, again, massively disappointing for you. I can still remember that look on your face. I can remember the tension in the house. I can remember uh, the frustration. And I learned that lesson very, very quickly that store-bought cards are better than um, handmade little thought cards. Handmade cards handmade are okay. Handmade cards are just fine. Cards that are thought of in the last moment right. and done by hand don't communicate to you that I'm actually thinking about you. Right, exactly. And that is what is most painful. And again, I, I actually still have some very significant embarrassment. Shame, I don't know if shame is it, but... Uh, definitely embarrassed that I was that husband. I was the husband who that was so clueless that I didn't even understand my wife. I didn't understand what you needed. I didn't understand what made your heart work. I was a 23-year-old yep. uh, just ignoramus. I was <laughs> dumb as a bag of hammers. I, I, I was clueless. And again, because no one had taught me and those things right. weren't important. Those values weren't handed down right. to me. And so I, even though I understand the reason why I did that, I still feel bad about that. Feel bad that. about that. 
And I'm glad to say that I've learned since then. I'm glad to say that things have gotten better, but these are still occasions for me to be um, worried. Right. I still panic that um, I'm not going to celebrate you enough or do it good enough. And you have some legitimate fears around that. Mother's Day was yesterday, right? Right. And what did you tell me on Saturday? I I was feeling sad because I had actually sent a text out to all of my kids saying I, a week ago, I really want to do a family picture together yeah. for Mother's Day, particularly because this will be the last family yeah. gathering that we have for a while since one of our kids is moving mm. um, away. And I didn't get a text message back from anybody. Nope. I sent it to all the kids and to Paul, and not one person messaged me back. And so you thought you and were so forgotten I, again. And so I really thought that they didn't care. I had been forgotten. Yep. And Even though behind the scenes, for a week prior to that, all the kids had been planning for our breakfast Saturday mor- or Sunday morning. Right. And cards and gifts. And they were, they were on top of it. But right. you didn't know that. And so you were worried. Yeah, I was. So and, a, but I had a wonderful, wonderful yeah. Mother's Day. It was perfect but this is an example of um your story bumping up against my story right exactly your bag of crazy bumping bumping up against my bag of crazy and i still have a little trauma around i actually did forget important things on occasions like our first anniversary that actually did hurt you and i i don't want to ever see that look of disappointment on your face again here, the the interesting thing, or maybe the hopeful part yeah. for people that are listening, at yeah. least from my perspective, is I don't have that disappointment. I don't feel those feelings of disappointment. And as a matter of fact, when you were asking me, do I remember what I felt? I truly don't because I was just thinking, oh, he bought me crayons. Right. I, I look at it fondly now. Right. I'm not sure what the shift that happened over time or just in knowing that... I don't know what, but I still have that box of crayons and it's been packed away, not as in like locked in a closet, Mm -hmm. but I had it packed away because I didn't want the kids to use my crayons that my husband bought me Right. and my coloring book. I have them. Those are, those are precious treasures to me now. Yeah. Not the disappointment that you still carry. Right. Right. So. I want people who are listening to this podcast right now um, whose marriage either hasn't or isn't getting started off on the right foot, that they don't know a lot of these things on how to do marriage well, on how to understand the needs of their spouse, um, how to how to be aware of the bag of crazy that, that your wife brings in or your husband brings into the right. thing. And so you are kind of stumbling over all these things and you're you're legitimately hurt you're legitimately disappointed you're legitimately frustrated and you're worried it's going to stay this way forever i am now stuck in a marriage that i'm going to be perpetually disappointed in the reason that i decided it's time for me to share this story and and let the rest of the world know just how bad i was at not knowing how to husband well i I had no idea how to be a husband but I learned. Yeah. I have worked hard to learn, and you have been so remarkably <laughs> patient as 
I have tried to figure that out. And you have borne both the benefit and the detriment of when I get it wrong, I get it really wrong sometimes. <laughs> right. And occasionally I get things right. You get things right an awful lot. And and, and we can enjoy. But our marriage has progressively gotten better yes. and better because we've both learned. We've both taken the time, energy, and effort to learn about each other right. and to learn skills on the art of marriaging. Right. How to do marriage. Um, and again, one more time, that's the reason why we put together the secure marriage framework is because we don't want other couples to have to struggle as long as For we as did. For as long as we did, yeah. Or to keep looking, trying to find that thing, hoping it's out there, but never really knowing where it is. Right. This is where it is. Secure marriage has the six things that you need to know. And that's all you really need to master. If you can get those six things down, you've got 90% of marriage done right. It'll take you a lifetime to master those things, right. but you're not going to be guessing anymore right. what, what it is or what you need to do to change. And so if you're listening to this, there is hope because if I can learn it, <laughs> you can learn it. I promise. I absolutely promise. And again, we want you to be encouraged by that. Um, you don't have to wait anymore to get started and learn how to do marriage well. Right. And I also think too, if you can learn those things earlier. Yep. As you, um, well, we were we were young when we yeah, got married, 22, and 22 doesn't carry a lot of maturity, even no. though you think you're mature because you're yeah. not a teenager anymore and you're now an adult, yep. you don't carry a lot of maturity. But if you can start learning these things while you're young, as you mature, they're going to come into uh, play much easier and you're going to understand them much more clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Having to learn them as, you know, after you've matured. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's really, really hard. And not having those prior to is probably even harder. Yeah, very, very so. much so. Very, very much so. If this sounds like your marriage and you want to have that hope that things can get better, again, even if your marriage has started off on kind of a rocky start, um, you want to go visit securemarriage.com right now. Yeah. When you go there, you're going to get three free videos that are going to walk you through uh, how to improve your communication so you get off the conflict cycle and onto the connection cycle. And you make that shift by going through the six parts of the secure marriage framework. And then once you watch those three free videos, you'll have an option of um, going through our online workshop. It's a whole pile of videos. They're, they're easy to digest. They're like five minute videos. Yeah. Um, but there's um, seven or eight modules in there that walk you through all of the parts of the secure marriage framework so that you will become a master at these these essential elements for having a, a, a healthy and secure marriage yeah. because we want you to be able to to say that you don't have a perfect marriage just like you and i honey we don't have a perfect marriage right. but we do have a secure marriage yep. even if i'm a bonehead now <laughs> We know that the marriage is going to survive. Right. It's not threatened. Right. I wish I could promise that I'm not going to hurt your feelings anymore, but we know that the marriage is going to survive. Right. And we want that for you too. We yep. want that for everyone who's listening to to have that hope and that reassurance as well. So securemarriage.com is the, is the place to start. We'd love to have you check it out there. Yep. You can also go to our uh, Facebook page right. if you want to get some more information. We've got lots of videos and information there. Yep. Uh, we have our Instagram account, uh, Secure Marriage as well. We also have our Secure Marriage um, what's YouTube. That? Yes, our YouTube channel. That has lots and lots and A lots lot. of videos that we have put out 
um, also some of our podcasts that yep. we recorded as a video as well that yep. you can get there. Speaking of our podcast, yeah. you should go to iTunes and subscribe to our podcast, like it as well. Leave us a genuine comment when you've listened to it. If you like our podcast, tell us that. If you don't like it, tell us what we'd like to see. Yep. When you do that, it helps rank our podcast yeah. up so other people can find it and listen to it as well. And especially if you like it, uh, you'll get notified every time a new podcast comes out so you don't ever have to miss us, which yeah. is really cool for you. Yeah, we really do or enjoy Or happy it. for us. Yeah, we really do enjoy making this podcast. Actually, we look forward to doing it every week and, and it helps strengthen our marriage because yeah, it, it forces us to put our stuff out there and deal with it. Other than that. I think that's it. I think that's it. All right. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and you've been listening to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. Perfect. We're Paul and Shannon. Shoot. We're Paul and, We're Paul and Shannon Elmore. We're your hosts. Oh, thank you. That's what I was missing.